You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 150 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarter, live from New York City. And uh, we're back, as promised, just a couple days after the last episode. If you, if you managed to catch the, um, the post-match episode against Fatih Karagumruk. It was a little bit late. I put it up the day of the match against Guztepe, so some folks may have missed it. Um, but yeah, here we are. Uh, in fact, here I am. I promised everyone would be back, uh, and I lied. I'll just tell it. I'll just tell it like it is. I straight up lied to you all. Um, everyone is not back. Sorry, folks. Um, he has a good excuse, though. He's doing some football-related things. Trying out. Uh, hopefully he comes out of this with a contract and uh, the Akman moves on to bigger and better things. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I am of course here to um, cater to your Besiktas needs, Besiktas podcasting needs. Um, and yeah, obviously we have a huge match to talk about, which was the uh, the match where we hosted. Guztepe from Izmir. Uh, we hosted them, of course, at our beautiful Vodafone Park in Istanbul. Uh, previously, of course, we we just come off of a a road match, although sort of a road match. It was at the Atatürk Olympiad uh, against Fatih Karagümrük, um, and of course, it was a solid win for us. Um, we've been on a great stretch of wins. Uh, and I think Evron, uh, although he's not with us today, he did leave me a little segment to share with you guys for the stats. So he, you guys are going to get a good stats segment this week from Evron. And in that segment, I, did, I have listened to it this time. And, and uh, yeah, he, he mentioned some interesting team stats that are very impressive. Uh, but I'll leave that for him to, to talk about. Needless to say, we're coming in on good form, having won quite a few matches in a row. Um, and in first place. Gustepe, on the other hand, I, I, I've mentioned they are coming into this, or I should say they were coming into this in terrible form. Um, well, I guess it's relative. Uh, dating back to 2020, to December of 2020, they had lost quite a few matches in a row. Um, they beat Alanyaspor. On December 9th, and then lost to, and I'll just read them off here. Uh, and, and again, remember, beating Alanyaspor on December 9th was a pretty big deal because Alanyaspor was a solid team. Um, Gostepe has not had any real success this year, any to, uh, anything to speak of really. Like Fatih Karagumruk had that really solid um, 
you know, start to the season, for example, and so they got a little attention. There was no, no sort of narrative for, for Gostepe this year except uh, sort of mediocre play, little results here and there. And again, that victory against Alani was solid in December, but then they lost to Rize, they lost to Bursaspor, who's, you know, in League One right now, in the Cup. Uh, they lost to Hatay, Galatasaray, they drew Fatih Karagumruk, lost to Trabzon under Abdul Avci. This is uh, January 6th. They lost to Antalya Spor. Um, and so that was basically, uh, that took us through uh, January 9th. And then in their last two matches, it seemed like they may have finally turned it around. They beat Konya on the road. Uh, 2-3 or 3-2 and then they beat Gensler 4-0 uh, um, at home in Izmir and so they'd won two results in a row seemingly turning things around they were back up into 10th place in the Super League which um, you know not stellar by any means but for them is a sort of nice launching pad perhaps to something else um, or not or that's just a decent season for them all around if they can stay mid-table but so yeah, um, obviously coming off of two solid results, they'd really hope to kind of build on that with a performance against Besiktas, first placed Besiktas. Um, and so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll dive in from there. The lineups would feature no, I don't think any real shocks to anyone. Um, the back line, also obviously Erson would start on the goal. The back line would have uh, Valentin Rosier and Ensacola on the flanks. So maybe a little surprised not to see Vidvan Yilmaz there. For some, uh, also Wellington and Vida were on the back line. Um, so yeah, Montero uh, could not build on his good form, apparently. That maybe. So I guess I said there are no surprises, but a couple moves, at least, changes that... Um, I think Sergei Yeltsin is a guy who typically rides form. So, yeah, maybe surprises, actually. Um, the midfield also featured a couple changes, or a change, uh, with Atiba and Joseph uh, playing more defensively and Mensa playing uh, a bit more, I don't know if it's in a 10 role, but certainly in more of a central midfielder role, not a defense. You know. um, but so, yeah, Mensa played in that more kind of attacking role in the center of the midfield. Uh, the wings featured Rashid Ghazal and Kyle Laren on the left side, where he's been more effective, um, where he's been more effective uh, for much of the season, when he's been effective. Um, obviously, Vincent Abubakar started up front. Yeah, some little surprises, I guess, perhaps, like like I mentioned, but none really, I, I think. Nothing crazy there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a, obviously an important match for both sides. Again, Gostepe trying to sort of reclaim their season and us trying to stay on top. Um, and it would get going right off the bat. Uh, and Sakala in like the first minute set up Abubakar for a header that he sent over <coughs> and indicating immediately them our intent, our attacking intent and desire to, to get a result here. Uh, it would be a bunch of possession 
between here and there, and, and then in the 14th minute, in about 14 and a half, uh, Gazal would find Abubakar on a lovely cross, uh, and would find Abubakar's head as he leaned forward into it, uh, and he would just send it just a bit wide right. Uh, kind of a scary one, because you, again, you, you hate to see an opportunity like that pass you by. You know that can bite you in the butt. Um, after this, there would be two goals called off as well. Um, one that would fall to Kyle Laren, um, and another one for uh, Abubakar. And the Laren goal was uh, kind of a clattering thing, caromed around, and uh, it found Laren, and he put it in, but he himself had been offsides. Um, again, it was uh, Gazal who sent that one in, and I think Gazal also sent in Abubakar for his goal that was called offside. And so all of these chances uh, either wasted or called off, and then, of course, in the 38 and 45th minute, 38 and three quarters, um, Zulie would, I mean, I, what can you say? Lovely shot. Erson would save it pretty well, but it would come back out um, to Trippich. Um, Zliatko Trippich, for anyone uh, curious about him. He's a Norwegian Bosnian player. Um, and Trippich, yeah, he would send in lovely. Uh, love. Uh, yeah, I don't even. Lovely? Is there an ad adverb for that? Uh, but yeah, he would send it in on a lovely. Um, Volley, uh, right past Erson into the bottom corner of the goal, just perfectly placed. Perhaps a bit of luck for him. Um, certainly, Peter Zulier's uh, chance before that that sent it to him was perhaps the better, more technical strike. But nonetheless, uh, a huge goal for Gustepe. Perhaps their only chance of the half course and that's what would be the sort of determining moment of the first half uh, uh, right after regulation finishing when the extra time of first half Zulia would get a yellow card um, and Soner Aidodu would um, for arguing about it uh, so a couple yellow cards handed out to Kuzitepe but nonetheless they'd go in to the locker room at the half up one nil or nil one since they're on the road uh and yeah huge disappointment for Besiktas. we dominated the half played pretty good football attacking football and still go in down a goal so it was just one of those gut-wrenching kind of kicking the teeth type of goals uh which you felt like that was the risk of, of wasting opportunities and sure enough there it was so sergey Yalchin would um Respond, making a substitution at the half. He would bring in who else but Adem Lijic, who we've spoken about quite a bit recently on the podcast. Um, and he would take out Bernard Mensa. Uh, not his best half of football, uh, especially considering the match he'd just come off of. Definitely his best match of the season. Scoring a brace against Fatih Karagumrik and just having a generally kind of exceptional match. Um... But so yeah, the, the sub would, he'd give way to Adem Lijic, who in turn would immediately reward Besiktas 
um, kind of a fairy tale moment of sorts. Again, I've long talked about how an on form Adem Ljajic is like one of the best transfers we could ask for as far as a new guy into the squad who hasn't performed or played much or, or at all really um, until this second half of the season. So yeah, as far as a, a talent injection goes, Adem Ljajic is about as good as it gets. And again, sure enough, he come into the game in the 47th, yeah, just about the 48th minute, put it away, three minutes into the second half. Rashid Gazal, a lovely ball. Um, he would send it in with force, low. Um, it would go between their keeper's legs, you know, I'm not gonna lie, he, he definitely probably would have wanted to do better. But uh, at the same time, yeah, you know, just kind of one of those fairy tale moments. Had to happen. Um, their keeper, Irvan Jan Edibayat, um, very young keeper, 22. I gotta say, it was generally fairly good in that first half, and so he would have absolutely been devastated to, to, to have given up a goal like that just as the second half gets underway. Um, 50th minute, however. 50th minute, 37 seconds, to be precise. Valentin Rosier would, again, another just boneheaded tackle, sliding in to take out Trippich, their goal scorer. And he'd get himself a yellow card. Um, and in the 53rd minute, Halil Akbunar would get in a shot on goal, and Erson would do quite well to save. Um, so Erson getting a little bit of uh, action. So now the goal, remember the match is now level 1-1 with Liaj's equalizer having gone in uh, right at the start of the second half. Uh, and so we're trying to get that second goal to, to give us the, the W here. And it's a struggle. Gustav is actually playing much better. The first half, I think we could say Besiktas dominated. But the second half is not at all uh, working out as nicely for us. Um, in the 69th minute, Unkudu. So I guess I should probably mention that uh, we got some subs. Um, in the 64th minute, Gokan Tore entered the game for Rashid Gizal. Dorkan Tokus would enter the game for Atiba Hutchinson. And George Kevin Unkudu would enter the game for Kyle Laren. Uh, so yeah, again, that was the 64th minute. And in the 69th minute, Unkudu would make a, a nice move. Kind of a one-two with Adam Liaj. Liaj, lovely kind of through ball for him, and he'd get a shot on goal, which was saved uh, fairly well from the young uh, Guseppe keeper. And then again, the 73rd minute, or maybe 72nd, right towards the end of the 72nd minute, um, Abubakar would have a nice, uh, nice little touch for Nkudu, who would send in a shot, kind of curling effort, high and wide. Um, Coming from the left side, sends it over the bar right on the right side. Um, definitely showing some intent for the for the winger, uh, and that's what Nkudu can do. I think he's definitely found himself a role as an impact sub uh, who can come in and, and immediately start peppering the goal, putting in, uh, giving opportunities to others. Even at sometimes, I mean, his cross is not magical in the way that Gazelle's is, but he can, you know, he it's like more of a volume thing. He gets in a bunch of crosses and every so often one or two of them connect. Um, 
but not in this case. <laughs> uh, and so we would just struggle away. Uh, again, Gustepe doing fairly well, holding the ball much better than they did in the first half. The first half was a train wreck for them, I would imagine, except for their goal. Um, but then finally, in the 76th minute, and it, get clocked. it gets clocked as the 77th, because it was somewhere like five seconds into the 76th minute, but um, Gokhan Ture, who was an impactful sub immediately, um, sets up Vincent Abubakar with a very nice, just lofted ball into the box. Abubakar gets onto the other end of it, puts it into the back of the net. As nice as you could ask for, um, Besiktas has the 2-1 to one lead. Um, not long, still, you know, like 13 minutes, but, you know, I think at this point, <coughs> Besiktas can be trusted to hang on to that lead, you'd hope. Um, Gustepe would make a ton of subs at that point. I won't really go, go into detail, um, except for the, their goal scorer, Tripic, came out for Stefan Napoleoni. Tebate, Sunmez, De. A number of guys came in for them. But um, Besiktas would not make any more subs, um, having already made four. Um, but that would be the end of the action, really. Um, the very end, <coughs> Joseph, I think it was Joseph, it may have been Dorakan, but I'm pretty sure it was Joseph, uh, intercepted the ball nicely um, from the, like a defensive back a pass, lays it off really well to Nkudu, who forces a save from the young Gustepe keeper again. Um, so the kid gets to sort of save face with some nice saves towards the end of the match. And we get to look like we deserved more than the, the two goals that we scored. Certainly with the two offsides and um, the sort of dominant first half, the argument could be made. But at the same time, this was a real scrappy, hard-fought win. Um, giving up that goal and having to come back from behind is a lot to ask for in the Super League. It's, you know, for a side like Bech they it's easy to sort of back up your defense, six deep, seven deep, and just uh, try to keep us scoreless, especially if, if you're up a goal, too. So I think a lot of us were, were shaking on our boots a little bit when, when they scored that goal, undeservedly, perhaps. But nonetheless, we were all scared. Um, but yeah, we'd pull it out. The, the, the two to one flip in the second half. Um, Vincent Abubakar getting another goal uh, obviously, Adem Liayic with the fairy tale goal coming coming right after he enters the game, and you can't ask for more. Again, three points, a huge three points, um, and a, a really tough but fun game. And all credit goes to Gustave; they fought this one out hard. Uh, I hope they uh, have some success. They can build on those two wins they had coming into this one. And maybe um, um, they're probably not going to make a run for a spot in Europe or anything like that. But, you know, I hope they uh, can get mid-table and give themselves something to build on for next year at the, at the very least. I've long been an advocate for Izmir having a not just a football club in the Super League, but even maybe a successful one. I think it would be great for the Super League. It's a great market, obviously, and um, a beautiful city with great history. So, yeah, I don't know. All credit to them for, for making this one tough. 
but we win uh, three huge points. So yeah, you can't say enough about how Besiktas is performing. Uh, and I will now hand the mic over to Evron, who is um, appearing from abroad. Uh, he'll tell, tell us about stats. All right. So welcome to the stat flash um, for today's game or yesterday's game against Gestepe. Um So obviously it was the numbers show was a pretty dominant display. Um, there's a couple of things the numbers don't show, but we'll go through them. So overall possession, 70.2% for Bishkash to 29.8%, which was pretty consistent throughout the game. Bishkash dominated the ball and Gestepe just looked to get one or two counters, uh, 10 shots to six in favor of Bishkash. Um, 89% pass success to Gestepe, 68% because they were just, you know, launching forward and clearing the ball and hoping for the best. Um, so the XG has some, you know, asterisks. Uh, we had 1.1 XG to their 0.04. Was obviously their goal was out of nowhere, but their one-on-one opportunity is not counted because he didn't actually shoot the ball. Bit of a, you know, interesting one there. And obviously offside goals do not count. So even though Abubakar, you know, in terms of the run of play, as a watcher, as a viewer, you can say that those two offside goals were part of it, but XG doesn't recognize that. Um, touches in the opponent's box, we had 20 touches in Gestapez's box, they had 10 touches in our box, which compared to the uh, you know percentage of possession, Gestapez was fairly efficient at getting to our box. Um, looking at the individual stats for the boys, um, I don't think there was any like insane performances, but uh, I'm going to start off with what I thought had a very good first half. Um, Gazal um, had three key passes registered, and then both of the offside goals were from his crosses. Um, so I don't, you know, it's not his fault. Um, <laughs> literally, the, the the first offside goal was a rebound, and then or whatever, jumbled around, and then it got to Laren, but his initial cross was fine. The second one to Abubakar was like a hair-length offside, so you could kind of say it was like five key passes from him. Finished with one assist, and this is one of his better games in terms of not um, being kind of lazy. He had four out of six duels. One usually has a very bad duel win ratio. Uh, Mr. Abubakar, uh, not his best game, but he got that game-winning goal. One key pass. Um, obviously, he missed that one huge chance in the first half and then scored an offside goal. But he only won four out of 13 duels, which is not a great number, but, uh, you know. He, he did what he needed to do in the end of the day. Got us that game winner when the pressure is on. Um, I know C9 will probably say Joseph was the best player. Um, wasn't Joseph's best game, but stats-wise, he was still better than most of the team. Um, one key pass, I think that was to Onkuru, when he won the ball. He had 90% pass accuracy, which is pretty good. Um, only three out of six duels won, which I think... I've gotten used to, or we've gotten used to watching Joseph kind of eat up the midfield, but within this kind of uh, front-to-back game with the quick counters, he wasn't as effective as winning the ball, but he also had four interceptions, which is like a team-leading four interceptions. Um, Mr. Mr. Kyle Laren scored. No, that was last week. Uh, no, he scored the offside goal. That's correct. My memory's leaving me not his best game either. Three out of ten duels won. Um, however, he had two key passes and, you know, got a little unlucky. Another disallowed goal. He seems to get a lot of those. Um, 
another active performance but not as effective which is probably why he came off when he normally gets about the 90 uh, not today and Sakala who is much maligned by some made a key mistake on that breakaway that Ederson came up big however in terms of overall numbers especially based on that first half where he was better than the second half um, he won 10 out of 19 duels um, obviously there was a lot of action on his side uh, he was trying to go forward and they often attacked his side unsurprisingly with I think you know he's deemed as error prone and maybe he is but you know still won just over half of his duels and he actually won four free kicks for the team which is the most on the team um, and then you know the super subs Adem Lajic and Gekantera had short minutes but came up big Adem Lajic obviously scored the goal he only had one key pass but it was when he was on the ball he was pretty uh, pretty neat and tidy 94% pass accuracy um, Gekantera who I think was a little bit more um, effective going forward after that first goal um, he had obviously the assist he had two key passes so he could have had two assists Bubukar messed one up but you know the second time was the charm and he won all of his duels um, attempting several dribbles just two or three duels but you know still won them all um, and then Vita special shout out to him who has a quite solid game 8 out of 11 duels won um, and 94% pass accuracy so not a perfect game from him but definitely has superior numbers to Mr. Wellington and then visually looks better and then just a, a bonus stat here um, week 12 of the season Bishkash had scored 21 goals and conceded 19. Fast forward to game week 21, which we're entering now. Bishkash has now scored 47 goals, which is 26 more goals, but only conceded 23. So in this, in that period from week 12 to 21, Bishkash has scored 26 and conceded four. Um, some run the boys are on, but uh, hopefully it can continue. Um, yeah, I'll give it back to Cena. So, shouts to Evron, of course, for, for handing in his homework. But so, yeah, just great stuff from uh, us. I, I, I guess I let Evron mention my man of the match there, too. Uh, certainly, I think the argument could be made that it goes to Gizal, uh, the assister on a number of goals, uh, consider, if, if you consider those offsides one. But one officially. Um, you could also perhaps make the argument for Adem Lijic, with him being the impact player that he, he tends to be. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go any further into what everyone's already done there. Good stat work there. I do, of course, I like Joseph's performance, as everyone mentioned. I would give him man of the match, as I like to always find like a secondary, you know, someone else, since everyone always picks the, uh, the, the real deserving man of the match. But so, um... Yeah, shouts to everyone. Uh, but yeah, Gazal and Joseph in particular. Let me talk standings with you folks. Um, so yeah, besides our win, which uh, we've now documented fairly thoroughly, elsewhere in the Super League, uh, so I, I mentioned results in the last podcast, since I did that one late, the last episode rather, uh, and Trabzon had, had won as well as Bashakshi her drawing. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Antalya Spor managed another draw. Galatasaray with a victory over Yanni Malachi at the very end of the match. Ryan Babel scoring in the 88th minute. Um, a foul in the build-up to their goal, which 
You know, those things always hurt us. I remember Dodokan getting a sort of handball, arm ball, high arm ball even, in the build-up to our goal that, that made our goal get called off. The fifth, would have been the fifth goal against Fatih Karagumrud. Um, but so yeah, I guess no such luck. God said I gets the goal and they get the, the late win against Yeni Malatya on the road. Uh, speaking of Fatih Karagumrud, why not? They were victorious, beating Denizli Spor, so they recovered from their loss to us. Atai Spor, who is sort of clinging on to contention, is not doing so well now. Although the same might be said for Gaziantep, Gazishehir, who drew Hatay 1-1. So we beat Kustepe, Kasim Pasha beats Sivas. Alanya, maybe pulling it back together just in time. Uh, they beat Ankara Guju 4-3 in a thriller, a seven-goal thriller. Um, Ankara Guju scored in the third minute and in the 28th minute. Sali Uchan in the 37th minute brings Alanya sort of back into it. And then Bakasetas, the equalizer in the 54th minute. Um, Babakar in the 62nd minute then gives Alanya the, the lead. <coughs> with Baji then giving Ankara Guju the, the equalizer in the 65th minute just three minutes later. And then a somewhat late 79th minute game winner from Mubanje. It's a thriller, absolute thriller in Alanya. Um, and then, unfortunately, the last result of the week saw Fener beating Kaiseri Spur fairly soundly, 3-0. Uh, I won't go into any of the details on that. And I'm, I'm not sure what the boys on Footy Alaturk are, are doing, if they're up in, in action. If, if so, you can get all your Super League news there if you, if you want anything else as far as other results. But... Certainly, I'm here to talk Besiktas, and uh, we won. Definitely have to say that we won. But so, with those results in play, it means, of course, that uh, the final standings, uh, as things are going into match day 21 in the Super League. But so, 20 matches played, Besiktas is in first place still. Remember, that's 20 of 20. So that's a, like we're officially at the halfway mark now. Um, 21 teams in the Super League, for those who've forgotten. And so everyone has played 20 matches as we've reached that point. And so we can officially say at the halfway mark, we are the champions of sorts, the halfway champion. Uh, you want to be more than that at the end of the season, but so far, so good. Jusqu'ici, tout va bien. Uh, 20 matches played, 14 wins, 2 draws, and 4 losses, 44 points, 44 um, goals scored to 23 goals allowed. That goals allowed thing, as everyone mentioned, is huge. Uh, it's a real improvement. And obviously the goals scored is just epic. We're, we're dominating now. 5 goals ahead of Fenner in 2nd place. Uh, they have 42 goals scored. But so um, they also have 42 points to our 44, so they're still two points behind us as we are both victorious this week. Galatasaray also victorious, and so they're still five points back with 39 points. Gaziantep 35 points, so uh, yeah, they're nine points back now. Still kind of clinging into onto contention. Alanya Spor, you might say the same. They're with 34 points, so they're 10 points back. Uh, it'll take a miracle for them. Trabzon is in 6th with 33, 11 points back, so I guess the same goes for them. Hatay 32, Fatih Karagumruk 30, uh, and I'll leave it at, at that, the top 8. 
Um, Fatikara Gumruk is, is 14 points back, so I don't, I don't even know if we need to go that deep from now on, but uh, just for posterity's sake, I might as well mention it. Um, but so, yeah, we're winning so far. First place for Besiktas. Uh, you can't say enough about that. Uh, and so, yeah, that about wraps up this this episode um, of our very renowned podcast. Uh, of course, upcoming we have a huge, absolutely huge matchup. Besiktas will host Trabzonspor um, this Sunday, January 31st. Uh, 31st. <laughs> wow. Um, can't say enough about how important this one is. Abdullah will want revenge for, I don't know, screwing up our team and setting us back a ways. Uh, I guess his career was set back just as much, so I don't know. It was, it was a mutual failure, but, you know, the narrative is there, I guess. Uh, let's hope none of that goes his way, though, and we can maintain our, our good streak of play here. Um, Trabzon Sports obviously lost Abdul Kadir Omur um, indefinitely uh, to a serious injury, so they're weakened still, I would imagine. I um, hope we can beat them. After that, we're going to be... And, and by the way, so we're hosting that match against Trabzon. So that's two matches at home in a row, which is nice, I suppose. Um, after that, on February 3rd, on Wednesday, so we have another mid, midweek match. We are going to be on the road in against Antalya. Uh, Antalya Sport is a side that has done fairly well of late. Uh, they drew Konya, drew Trabzon, despite going a man down. Um, beat Bursa in the Turkish Cup, beat Guztepe, beat Fatih Karagumruk, drew Galatasaray. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, a, a number of decent results for them of late. They're going to want to uh, carry that on, obviously, against us. And we'll hope that they can't. <laughs> That's all I can really say about that. But So yeah, huge matches. The main one, of course, being January 31st. Besiktas versus Trabzonspor. Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So wherever you are, check your local listings. Um, yeah, wow, big one. <coughs> Huge one. Huge. Uh, but anyway, of course, as always, follow us. Um, I guess follow the, the, the mothership. I'll mention that first because this transfer season is winding down. Um, early February, I believe, is the, is the end. Not sure exactly when. I'll leave that for... Uh, the next episode but stay tuned obviously and and follow Besiktas International for the latest news at Besiktas underscore INT follow the podcast at Eagles underscore podcast follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot uh, follow us on Instagram Black Eagles podcast one word and I'm gonna say a, a, a parting I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with a, a parting thought, if you will. Um, on this 150th episode, I didn't mention that it's some, something of a marker here. Um, I, I would like to say a word, you know, and I don't ask for anyone's money. Um, I have hosted this podcast for some time, 150 episodes, nearly three years, I think. Um, at my own expense, no money being made, as folks may or may not know, we have no Patreon or 
uh, Venmo, you know, we're not making any requests for money on our end. I want none of your money. Um, I genuinely do this out of a passion uh, for Besiktas, and I, I think Besiktas deserves an international fan base and an international coverage. Uh, I think there are a lot of us in the Turkish diaspora who maybe don't speak Turkish and can benefit, follow the team this way. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, it's like a service to the, to the club, if you will. Um, but I do, of course, want to ask for so that the money that you might be might be inclined to to give me for providing this lovely podcast for all these years. If instead you could give it to the donation, the fund that we have uh, to, to 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 raise money for these kids for these kids in Ghana. Um, you know how to do it. You can find the link under our podcast description. It's uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's around. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to do this and get these kids these kits because that's like a it's fun to, to turn whatever it is that we've built here into something that can actually manifest in the real world and help people. So um, yeah, please donate to that fund. The, the kicker is, of course, that for every $5 you donate, you will be getting a raffle ticket for a match-worn Atiba Hutchinson kit that we are going to be drawing a raffle for very shortly. I, I mentioned it already. I've got a camera up and running. Um, I just have to basically record. I have to schedule with Kartar, who's got the shirt ready to ship. Um, yeah, and just so you guys can all see it one more time before uh, we do the drawing and uh, send it out to the amazing follower slash listener of this podcast winner um but so yeah last chances to donate please do folks uh just five dollars skip a morning coffee as if you'd have to no um but really uh it would be nice if you could donate some of you already have don't worry your tickets are are already processed um and for those of you who haven't consider it um i'm not gonna ask for money ever so you know, fear not. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about me putting up advertisements or anything of that nature. Perhaps uh, if any listeners have businesses they'd like to advertise, you know, we could make a little ad segment for you folks too. I don't mind making a little public service uh, for our listeners in that sense either. Um, I have a friend slash listener uh, who um, we used to provide the stadium sounds actually and hopefully will again someday if fans are ever allowed back in um from the matches live you know who's in istanbul and he also has a business and i uh i was considering putting up an ad for him and that may still happen so if there ever is an ad that's placed again it's not because i'm making money off it it's because i'm trying to help people in our community uh listeners and whatnot so also if you need any help like that if i know in these coronavirus times, times are tough. People are struggling financially. Uh, if you have a business that uh, you could benefit from advertising uh, here on the podcast, you know, our listeners are mostly middle-aged men, I can say, from our demographics, our stats. But, you know, who knows? Whatever you, you need to broadcast out to the world, I, I do not mind giving you a place, a place to do it. I'll... I'll um, create segments throughout the episode for for things like that but um fear not folks i'm not asking for your money or anything like that we're doing fine here but do please give money to 
um, our friends in Accra, Ghana, Mohammed Aminu, and the Besiktas Jekre uh, of Berlin, Accra, or Ghana Academy, whatever the long name he's chosen. Um, do donate to them. Uh, it's a worthy cause. Uh, you can already find images of kids wearing shirts. So yeah, do some good. Also, of course, like I said, all that money goes straight to Besiktas as well. So it's like a way of we're sort of quote-unquote money laundering um, through Besiktas, giving Besiktas money and putting these shirts on kids. So uh, it's like a win-win. Hashtag Birak Mamseni, etc., etc., etc. As always, go Besiktas! And yeah, where are you going, folks? Come on, got this, come on, family man. Get some more goals, sir. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.